Little by Berry about to turn a loose. He is now 200 metres to go. Here comes Roots on the outside. Going out and after called I. Royal Merchant Dalcini ran out of room on the fence. But it's all Roots. 50 metres to go. She's going to win the group two. There's a treble for Tommy. Roots wins it by two and a half on called I. Fine point. Royal Merchant fourth. Followed by Dalcini. Next over was Miraview and Russian Conquest. It was a very big day for Tommy Berry. Roots Good taking horse. out. Yeah, is a really nice horse. And we're going to see the best of it. It's coming here yes. to WA for the railway stakes out of the Chris Wallace stable. And Tommy Berry, as you heard there in the commentary, Tommy Berry with a treble that day, will be coming across to WA. And it's been a while since we've seen him in the West. He lived here for a while. Tommy, appreciate your time. Good morning. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Tommy, uh, go back. 2007, uh, yourself and your beautiful brother Nathan came across because of equine influenza, and you lived over here and rode over here with great success. Yeah, no, well, Nathan had a lot more success than me. He um, he was a regular rider in the city and, and riding plenty of city winners, and um, I think I only rode one city winner while I was there, and most of mine were at uh, Albany and Geraldton and places like that. So, <laughs> I wouldn't say I had a lot of success there, but Nathan definitely uh, he made the most of it. What are your memories of that time? As you said, it was a while ago, I think 2007 now, so we're talking, you know, 16, 16 years ago. A lot's happened since then for you, mate. So, um, But you, it was a good time for you. It was a good, I suppose it was a, a developing time for a young man. Yeah, it was. It was definitely the making of us and because um, obviously when you're young and opportunities are hard to come by in Sydney, so... We got a few more opportunities when we were over there. And I think more so than the racing side, just to the people we met over there and the friends we made. And they're like family now. And we, we always keep in, in contact. And um, I've got a lot of great memories of Nathan riding um, plenty of winners uh, for Jim Taylor. And uh, they had a really good association when he was over there. And, um, yeah, it was just a beautiful place to ride, good people. And um, I've been back there once to ride. I've been back there a few times just to see everyone. But... Uh, only once to ride, and uh, I think it was the day I won on Waterman's Bay uh, in a Group 2 race over there. So hopefully we can go back over there with a bit more success on the weekend. Well, you see, you've, come, you've kept uh, your relationships here. It's a long time to, uh, to keep your relationships. Do you expect to pick up any more rides while you're here? You're obviously coming over for Chris Waller, but uh, have you got your local connections that will throw you on a couple of theirs? Yeah, I think um, talking to the manager, um, we've got a few for Mickey G. Uh, and Bob Peters, uh, a couple for them, um, maybe Dan Morton and um, Simon Miller as well. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'll end up with about five or six, maybe seven rides on the day, but mm-hmm. I think five will be a good number. Yeah, uh, man, yeah, man. Riding, riding yeah. so light. Yeah, man, Simon Miller. We can we can pull some strings for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he's, um, yeah, we've had a bit of fun when he was over here, so uh, gave gave him a buzz and, uh He's, he's, he's got a couple of nice ones there, so hopefully I can get on one of them. It will be it'll be nice. All right, tell us about Roots then. It was a winner in the in the hot Danish, as we heard there. Just tell us about the horse and why do you think it can uh, do the job Saturday week in the railway? Uh, well, she's yeah, she's well performed at Group One level without winning. Um, she, she's been Group One place on a couple of occasions, and she's just since then blinkers went on last start. She went to a new level and. Uh, she can reel off some very quick sectionals. Um, she's very versatile in the way you can ride her. And, um, you know, she's, she's only got to tick off that Grit 1 box now and, and she'll be a very valuable mare. So well, you, I knew Chris would sort of take her to the right place to, to get that Grit 1 and, and he's chosen Perth. Yeah, it's interesting because I've been, I was listening yesterday. I was driving down south and I was listening to a lot of the interstate trainers. So I, uh, 
Dave Eustace and a couple of others who basically are not coming at all. So it's, it's great that Chris is. I mean, he's the premier trainer in the country. And I think the uptake of interstate horses is not as big as we were hoping, uh, in particular right now. But uh, let's hope a little bit later in the carnival through the pinnacles. But what sort of horse wins at Ascot? What sort of horse is needed to win at Ascot? Yeah, well, I think going back to the point you just made there, I think now because the carnivals go for so long um, in Sydney and Melbourne, especially in Sydney where you've got the Hunter and the Gongworth a million each mm. um, in our own backyard, and then the Villiers is obviously prize money's gone right up for it. So it probably does take a little bit away from Perth, unfortunately, there. Uh, but still, Chris is a great supporter of carnivals anywhere over Australia. And um, I actually think he's going to come on the day. So it'll be nice to have Chris there in Perth. But um, a horse for, for for there at Ascot, you know, there's, I've looked at this race and spoken to Michael about this race, you know, over over the, a number of years. The speed's obviously always on in that race. Mm. So it, it takes a horse that's going to be strong at the end of the mile. Um, they've got a really good kick on the bend there at, at Ascot because you can horses can get a little bit lost around that bend, I've noticed, over the years. So you need a horse that can really skip around that bend and, and get on their right leg. So that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for her, but um, she's raced in Melbourne before and had no problem with it. So hope, hopefully uh, it won't be a problem next week either. Hey, Tommy, I went to the uh, I went to Melbourne Cup Day here at Ascot, and I was at a place called The Deck. And uh, let me tell you, had the very close proximity to where uh, the jockeys walk past to the mounting yard. Like, I can basically just lean against the fence and have a chat with you on the way through. Really close. So how do you, how do you go with... Direct and honest feedback on your way back to the stalls. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. It's, it's all in good, good fun. Um, it's uh, also, and that's one thing I do love about um, Ascot. You get to, you know, there's nothing like that in Sydney where you get to walk along the crowd on your way back. And you've got to take the good with the bad. If you've had a good day and you're riding winners, well, everyone's going to applaud yeah. you. But if you've had a bad day, I'll put in a sticker. Well, you know, I'm more for criticism and you know, no one likes losing money. It doesn't matter who you are. So, um I can completely understand that. It's all yeah, good race, fun. race five, race six is where it starts hitting me, mate. Okay, so just uh, keep an eye out for a large figure. <laughs> well, I can't fight, so I'm not going to get too aggressive <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> Tommy Berry, our guest, riding routes in the railway stakes. Uh, Tommy, would that be it for the trips, or will you be trying to come back a little bit later? I'm open for, for opportunities going forward. Um, we'll just see what happens on the weekend, but definitely not going to say it's, it'll be my last trip there this year if uh, I get a good ride in. In the winter bottom or anything else going forward, I'll definitely be back. All right. Now, now I don't, I don't want to put a downer on the interview, Tommy, but I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> now you've just come back after a lengthy holiday, mate, where you accepted considerations and tips for benefits. Forget about that. It was a long, it was a long stint, and you only just returned sort of mid-September, mate. My information is you blew out in oh, that time. You got, boy. you got a little chub-chub, uh, Tommy. <laughs> I want to know how, how how heavy you got yeah. and how did you get so fat, Tommy, for a jockey? <laughs> Let's compare notes. Yeah, well, uh, getting fat's pretty easy. You just got to eat and drink a lot and uh, <laughs> yeah. and I was doing plenty of that. I was, I was doing 15 years' worth of it that I missed out on. <laughs> um, and I, I did set made up for it. I got a bit over 70 kilos and um, it took me, oh, I think, 14 weeks I gave myself to, to lose a bit over, yeah, 17 kilos to get back. So uh, it was a long, hard road, but it was, uh, like I said, I enjoyed it while I was off. And uh, I'm happy to talk about it now because it's in the past, <laughs> the uh, the weight. But um, it, it was, I'll tell you what, I had to buy a new set of clothes, uh, and that's always difficult. <laughs> uh, so so, so what, what was your weakness? 
What was your, you talk about eating and drinking. What was your actual weakness? What was the one food or the drink that you really sort of hooked into in, during those, that lengthy stay? Oh, I guess alcohol, anything like vodka-wise, um, you know, cocktails and stuff like that, they were all good because you you can't drink a lot when you're riding because of your weight. Um, so I enjoyed that. And um, I, I was telling someone, it was funny, when I first started working at the turf farm where I was at, I, I started by getting just a chicken wrap and then, you know, over time it went to a burger, then it was a burger with a side of chips and then it was a dim sim while I was waiting for my burger and chips. And <laughs> it sort of got a, a bit out of control there for a little bit and, uh, and had me both pockets full with snacks as well for the, to get me through the day. So, wow. um, yeah, it was a completely different lifestyle to what I was used to. And then Tommy, how did you lose it? I've got to say, Tommy, like, D. Oliver's a, a mate of mine and he's been my favourite jockey for a long time, but you are quickly passing him because I'm relating so much to you <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I lost it. Um, well, Damien, he's, I don't know if he's ever he's, if he's ever blown out in his life. No. Nah. Um, but, um, no, I just I was working out three times a day. I had a personal trainer and uh, doing 10Ks a day plus a personal trainer and track work. So, um yeah, it, it, it came off quite quick. And then once you eat healthy as well and train well, it uh, didn't take too long. So, Tommy, I mean, you're an incredibly successful jockey. You've ridden, all, you know, so many winners. And, you know, I can imagine life is pretty good for you. You've worked hard at it. So when you were disqualified, why did you go to work at a turf farm? What was the what was the reason? Why didn't you just put the feet up and go, I'm well, I'm well deserving of a, a break away from working that type of job? Why did you do that? Oh, because I've just got to be busy. I'm that sort of person. Um, I think I had two weeks off sitting at home, and we've got five acres there, so there's obviously a bit to do on the property. But um, I just got to keep active, keep my mind active, and I wanted to show my kids as well, just be a good example for them that when things don't go right in life, you still got to provide for your family in one way or another, even though if it's not financially. Um, but you still got to be made to look like you're going out to work and and, and coming home and. It worked well. I was doing 50 hours a week, 10 hours a day, which seems a lot. But for me, I was finishing at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and, and getting to spend the, the afternoon with the kids when they got home from school. And I was getting a full weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and public holidays, which our weekends, we only get Sunday off to spend with the kids and you sort of back to back to work on Monday. So for me, that was plenty plenty of time to, to relax and, and still enjoy myself. And, you know, once every month and a half, we'd go away for a week. So... And um, that sort of split it up a little bit as well. Scotty mentioned Damien Oliver. Of course, we love him, and he's going to be riding over here. It's going to be his farewell appearance over here during the Pinnacles, and we saw that he's finished up in Melbourne. He's going to have more farewells than John Farnham, I reckon, by this time. <laughs> he's over it. Uh, he, he, he doesn't want to. He, he wants to go under the radar a little bit. Just tell us a bit about uh, rubbing shoulders with Damien over the journey and how tough he's been as a competitor. Yeah, look, he, he gives you when you talk about Damien and, and him retiring, sort of. It's it's a sad time because it's I've only ever known racing with Damien and and um, even growing up watching Ollie immediate puzzle it's one of my favourite wins you know getting home to watch watch her win at school after the tragedy of his brother and obviously I know that too well it was um, it was a special story and and just watching you know when you talk about the greatest jockeys you know we've ever seen a big thing with him is consistency and longevity and he's had both of them. And he's been consistent and he's been at the top of his game for so long. And that's something that's very hard to do. And um, he's a pleasure to ride against. He's as hard to ride against now as he was when I first started riding. And to be there at Perth to, to watch him at his, his home track is going to be something special because it's just, I know how much people love him over there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be just enjoying being there on the day to share it with him. 
Mate, we're looking forward to seeing you. And uh, it'll be great chatting with me. If you walk past me and I'm on the deck and I say, hey, Chubby, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do better. Do better. And then you'll I'll be looking the other way. Don't worry. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you know how, jo- you know how jockeys throw their goggles into the crowd? Just so Scotty yeah, and Chico yeah. roll, he'll be, he'll be all over it. <laughs> throw me the dimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Good Thank on you, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. No, always a pleasure. Take care. Yeah, he's a good man, Tommy Berry, riding roots in what the railway stakes. Yeah, what an absolute ripper, of course, for Chris Waller. And as you heard there, he's, looks, he just said that uh, Chris Waller looks like coming across for the race, which yeah, would be well, brilliant. Will it cost him as well? We will. That. Hey, um, he, he mentioned his, his brother too, Goss. Obviously, he's had a... Uh, Heartbreaking in losing his brother as well. Yeah, absolutely. Nathan was his brother and, as he mentioned, was very successful over here and was uh, when they both came over for the equine influenza and uh, he passed away after falling ill overseas. It was tragic. And uh, if you if you go back over the history, it's, uh, it's, it's taken a lot out of Tommy and the whole family. But Nathan mm. Berry was an absolute star and taken so young. So a, a real tragic story. Tommy Berry, appreciate his time. He's one of the best in the business. This is Scotty Eagles.